That's a healthy approach to sexuality right there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're weird over there in France. Yeah, but I think I responded to that with saying something to the effect of, I'm fascinated by your relationship with your mom. It's like, I could never watch porn with my mother. Oh. Yeah, her mom's cool. Yeah, her mom's really cool. All right. Anyway, enough about Mary. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Kink. There is something about Mary. Okay. Oh. Does she just come in her hair? Does she? That's something about Mary. I, I know. I'm just saying our Mary. I don't think our I Mary does that. I mean, at least not for styling purposes. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, but yeah, welcome to KinkCast. <laughs> My name's Chris. Uh, as always, uh, you're... Uh, you're Chris with the good hair. Yeah, I'm... I'm. Isn't that a reference to a movie? Uh, it's a song. Okay. Becky with the good hair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're, and then I'm here sitting with my inimitable co-host, Dana. Ooh, inimitable. That, that... Don't know what that means. <laughs> it just sounds fancy. <laughs> that makes me sound like ominous. Like I'm a, like I'm a, I don't know, notorious, I don't know, bad guy, inimitable. My able body co <laughs> Mostly. Somewhat today. Somewhat today. So. Dana. Uh, and uh, we are so. continuing with our uh, kinky zodiac or horny zodiac, whichever one it's called. I never remember until I look it up. I think you have called it like the kinky zodiac or the sexy zodiac or something like that. It's not sexy. I know that. No, it's for not sure. sexy. It must be kinky then. The kinky zodiac. It's it's some it's labeled something on the episodes. You'll yes. see. Look at your podcast. <laughs> Everything is subject to change on the show. <laughs> uh, we are continuing with the Libra male, and so mm-hmm. I thought a good question would be, who's your favorite liberal? <laughs> Who's your favorite liberal? Yes, I, my know. favorite liberal. <laughs> is probably Warren right now because she has the most likely chance to win. Yeah, she's pretty fantastic. Yeah, she. I, I prefer Sanders' more extreme policies, but uh, Warren has the momentum. Yeah. There was somebody who was... Yang? Are you a Yang gang? Uh, I like Andrew Yang's policies, I like, too. I like Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Buttig- but I don't know if he's going to make it... He's not. ...very far, so... There was somebody that was doing some kind of fantastic advocacy for, um, like, sexuality and, like, sex workers... It wasn't like on the, they weren't on like the top tier of candidates or anything like that. But I was like, yeah, go you. But I, I can't recall the name of the movie. I do like Yang Gang's mm-hmm. uh, policies as well. Yes. Uh, first That's person good. to actually come forward with like a uh, legit uh, plan for uh, universal income, which is going to be a necessity in the future when robots take over everyone's jobs. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh, might as well get on it now. But uh, like I said, Warren, probably. Not yeah. Biden. She's Biden, fantastic. Biden's a step backwards. Yeah. You know what's going to be a real step backwards? 
and this is something I've been worried about from the very beginning. Is when Donald Trump wins again? No. If Donald Trump gets impeached, we're stuck with Pence. Oh, they're, they're going to make Pence, Pence and Mama. They're probably going to make Pence resign. Okay. That would be nice. Because, I mean, the whole reason they're still backing Trump is because they uh, are like... They think, that, they think that he has a chance to win. <laughs> yeah. And they know that Pence has zero charisma. Mm-hmm. And they know that if uh, Trump resigns or gets impeached or something, uh, or uh, very likely in the next four months, they end up abandoning Trump once they've uh, all won their primaries and don't have to worry about challengers from a pro-Trump side. And they just start, like, jumping ship. Yeah. Uh, and then being like, I never supported Trump. I was always a never-Trumper. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, yeah. sure you were. Whatever. Uh, but uh, if Trump does get does resign or get forced out of office, uh, there's no way they're going to run mm-hmm. Pence as a uh, actual presidential nominee. He has the charisma of a lumpy garbanzo bean. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what he looks like to me as a garbanzo bean. But yeah, you've already seen pushback because uh, Mitt Romney spoke out against him, mm-hmm. and now uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's calling for impeachment of Mitt Romney. <laughs> Oh, he's so dumb. He's so dumb. You can't impeach a senator. <laughs> oh, he's so dumb. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> now from, uh, that's from Policast. Politicast. Well, it, it fit the topic. <laughs> it Our does. favorite liberal. It is. Which actually, according to this book, the Libra is the most liberal. Liberal. No, liberal. I can't say. <laughs> he, is a, he is extremely liberal. Oh, good. So, okay. All right. Uh, uh, it is the sign of sexual talent. Uh, Ooh, and, uh, I like, I appreciate proficiency. His uh, title is The Character. Hmm. Uh, his, its symbol is scales. It is the only non-living symbol in the Zodiac. Yeah, it's supposed to be like justice and yeah. balance and equality. Everything else, every other symbol is a living creature of some kind, mm-hmm. uh, except for the Libra. Interesting. Uh, he is the Zodiac's Renaissance man. Uh, we're doing the man. Did I say that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Libra is a perfectionist. For- what are those dates? We need those dates, too. Uh, September sorry. 23rd through October 23rd, uh, which is actually... Where my brother falls in. Interesting. So you know a couple of Libra people. I know a Libra man, uh-huh. and I know one Libra female for sure. Very good. Very good. Uh, the uh, the Libra is a perfectionist, forever focusing on conditions that might bring betterment both for himself and others. He is liberal in his beliefs, a pioneer on the intellectual path. Despite his free thinking, liberal... Libra is typically traditional in his need for a steady relationship. He is attached to an indep- he is attracted to an independent female, an intellectual equal with whom he can live in mutual harmony. Love for him is a meeting of the minds, and the wo- and a woman must share his appreciation for highbrow ideals, aesthetics, and a sensual, if not etheric, approach to sex. Interesting. I'm almost getting some like notes of Gemini yes like but in a different kind of vein I felt more in common with this than I did with the Gemini interesting okay all right and I think it's because I stole my brother's soul maybe you did yeah, maybe because he doesn't <laughs> <have> this. <laughs> 
Uh, same gender relationships take on a brotherly quality. He keeps things light with a lover, his bonds smacking of glorified friendships, far more homoerotic in nature than blatantly hot and heavy. Mm. Uh, I uh, did not mention this when we started recording. Uh, this is one of the few male signs that we've uh, come across that I was actually like, this sounds like a good person. I would be friends with this dude. No more of these signs that we're really just detesting. Like, yes. I'm over those. It's it's he easy, I guess, especially when we're looking at everybody's qualities on paper to like really hate some of these different signs and the qualities that are in, inherent to them. Yeah. Well, but it was mostly maybe... just because like the way, the way they are describing like their good qualities is like, this sounds like a terrible person to hang out with. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I Renaissance would, man. I would hang out with a Renaissance man. I, I don't remember what we thought the, uh, cause I, I was taking a guess at one of the other ones saying like, Oh, this sounds like the wife of one of, of the author. Like <laughs> this, this sounds like they, it was written towards this person. Yeah. This sounds like it was written for the husband of the author. <laughs> where it was like, here, we have to, you're the best ever. Oh, also, let me write something bad about you. Yeah. Because uh, I'm an equal, equalitarian. Egalitarian. Egalitarian. Did I just make up a, I'm sorry, I made up a word. <laughs> Lack of caffeine. Uh, the sign in the mind. The Libra is ruled by Venus. Oh, it's actually ruled by something this time. Unlike uh, fake-ass Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Virgo rules himself. Yeah. Here in this air sign, the planet's signature aesthetic energy manifests on the astral, mental, and social level rather than upon the physical and material one. Uh, Venus also rules the, the Taurus. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the Libra is a cardinal, active, and initiatory, objective, masculine sign who thus projects himself on the intellectual plane as a purveyor of Venusian principles in the abstract. Love, grace, beauty, art, balance, and harmony as thought forms and shiny ideals. The Libra man is... Is rather a masculinized version of the goddess under whose namesake planet he is born, the proverbial Venus as a boy. Ooh, interesting. Libra, kicking off the second half of the zodiac, personifies a big switcheroo from the basic zodiacal layout initiated in the first half. In the second half of the zodiac, and thus the third quadrant of the mind, Libra represents the objective male Venus, just as its following sign, Scorpio, portrays the subjective female Mars. Libra is the higher, quote, octave of Aries, and is so-called opposite sign. Wait, Taurus, Taurus isn't the opposite sign. Aries is the Venus sign. Okay. Aries is the so-called opposite sign, while not really being its opposite at all. Both are a cardinal sign with similar motives. The Aryan being, I am, and the Libran being, we are. I balance is also a uh, credo of the sign. Both Aries and Libra are trailblazers in spirit, fire, which is the Aries, and ideas, air, which is the Libra. The Libra is associated with democracy, just as the Leo is associated with kings and divine rulership. The Libra uh, use, or sees power being spread out evenly upon, among the citizenry. 
This is certainly the most striking interpretation of the Libran motto, we are, and the science concept of balance, and that power is shared evenly via vote amongst the people. Hmm. Individuals are charmed by the principled artistic Libran view of existence, uh, but he is nonetheless a, di- or he is a diehard diplomat of diplomatic envoy of democracy. Well-balanced, poised, ordered, or disciplined are uh, some of their like main terms. Yeah. And uh, he, Associated lingo. Yeah. <laughs> as the natural ruler of the seventh astrological house, home to such concepts as harmony, equality, cooperation, and agreement, for the sign of the Leo order is, well, the first order of the day. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the world of light is the Libra's domain with a little need for delving into the realm of the subconscious. He may cast that much more of a shadow repressing negative feelings that will at some point beg to be reckoned with. So very kind of stuck in the the surface level. Yes. Um. And he portrays himself outwardly as like very happy. Okay. Inwardly. Repressed. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> repressing a lot. He's repressing as much as he's expressing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he tends to be talented in a great many areas without necessarily specializing in any particular one. Thus, laying claim to numerous disciplines often raises more than a few eyebrows, winning him the reputation for being a dabbler or a lightweight. Yeah, I was kind of thinking dabbler just because of the broad range of things that he seems to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, like a dabbler in many a master of none. Yeah. Like, which I think was also used to describe the Gemini. Yes. Yes. I think so. Uh, love in its most basic form of appreciation is what Libra beams outward in every which way, appreciating each situation in a threefold manner. First, he assesses that which he encounters. Second, he accentuates the positive, focusing on and drawing out what is inherently good in any circumstance. And in doing so, he third, improves situations. Wow. Okay. Like appreciating the situation and appreciating others. Is that what you're kind of getting at here? Okay. He's always, he's an optimist. He's always able to see the good. That's wonderful. Well, and also can be a very taxing trait. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think most people have had an experience like it that. Does, it does go into that later on in the relationship oh, section. Goody. Okay. Uh, Libra ushers in the third quadrant of the Zodiac, that which is concerned with the phys- metaphysical level of the mind, and thus the perception of existence. The Libra male is sexually aligned with the masculine element po- polarity of his sign. Air, fire are masculine, while water and earth are feminine. He's an air. Mm-hmm. Like a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Gemini's in here. Uh, many Libran men adopt fairly over-the-top alter egos. Uh, Interesting. It's part of the whole... A persona. Yeah, it's part of the yeah. whole, like, outwardly only showing the good stuff and, on, and like, always seeing the good stuff and everything is that it's, mm-hmm. it's part of, like, a thing where they are actively suppressing the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Outwardly outside the house, I look like this and have a. I like how it describes it as over the top hmm. sort of persona. So maybe even a good businessman or politician, since we're hmm. talking about politics. And uh, this is the longest list 
of celebrities that the book has given. <laughs> wow. So, let's go. Sting, Flea, Usher, Eminem, Jelly Roll, Morton, Meatloaf, John Cougar, Mellencamp, Snoop Dogg, Buster Keaton, Groucho Marx, E.E. E. Cummings, John Lennon. Arthur Miller, Oscar Wilde, Eugene O'Neill, Harold Pinter, Louis Aragon, T.S. Eliot, F. Scott Fitzgerald, William Faulkner, Gore Vidal, Truman Capote, and Thomas Wolfe. I'm not sure who Flea is. That was like one of the first or second ones that you mentioned. Who, who's Flea? I like how, also, I like how a lot of their names have like... Who's Flea? Who's Flea? Who's Flea? Did you never watch the Wild Thornberries? Oh, no. <laughs> Have you never heard of a little... It's a small band. You probably... They're real niche. The Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, holy shit. I should know better. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He's the... He's in the band. <laughs> okay, okay. I think right. he's their bassist. He's like one of the most famous... Musicians, uh, okay, like okay. currently alive. Um, my bad. I just needed a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> but you were—you knew who Jelly Roll Morton was. <laughs> I don't know who okay. that is. I know that neither do I. You knew who Meatloaf was. Yeah, I know who Meatloaf is. Flea is so much more famous than Meatloaf. I don't know. I know who John Mellencamp is. John Nobody, Cougar Mellencamp, you mean? Yeah. What's with all the animal slash food references in there? There seem to be quite a few of those. I don't know. Flea. Oh, Meatloaf. and uh, Jelly Roll. He, another another animal reference. Okay. Uh, John Lennon declared himself the walrus. <laughs> Goo goo gajoo. Goo goo gajoo. Look up the lyrics. Oh no. It's spelled with a G. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. It's it is obviously pronounced cuckoo gajoo, but it is spelled goo goo gajoo. The more you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that is a significant list of celebrities. Yeah. Uh, and uh, playwrights and uh, poets. The yeah. second half was all playwrights, poets, and novelists. And yeah. E.E. E. Cummings. That's a big one. Half Scott Fitzgerald, Arthur Miller, Oscar, Oscar Wilde, Wilde yeah. Eugene O'Neill, William Faulkner, Gore Vidal, Truman Capote, Thomas Wolfe, and then Louis Aragon. <laughs> don't know who that one is. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, this is like, this is like a who's who of writers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Despite a shiny outward disposition, most Libras hide a fiercely dark side, one that may eventually threaten to undo them. Oh, for a while. (laughs) Yeah. He masks the pain of feeling... (laughs) Deficit. For as much as the seventh house is that... That of striking personality traits, it also highlights that which one lacks. This selective perception of self is a source of much psychological suppression. So it's not, it, they don't want to look at themselves, basically. Or well, they, if they have to, they, they have know to, it's like, there, they just hide it. Yeah. Squish it down, squish, squish, squish all the bad stuff down. That's in what there. I do with all my feelings. Yeah. So, like I said, I feel a lot more. I, Felt very much in common with the Gemini. By reading this, I was like, this is my dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not as diplomatic as him. No. I, don't, I, don't I, I get in a lot of arguments. <laughs> 
Uh, Libra is attracted to feminine beauty from a young age, generally preferring the friendship of girls while avoiding the rough and tumble world of male bonding rituals, which strikes his Apollyon. Apo, uh, Apollo is like the mm-hmm. governing god. Uh, Apollyon, Apollyon sensibilities as disorderly and crude. With puberty, however, everything switches. Female friends give in to their burgeoning hormones and focus on the more physically overt males in their mists, often leaving the notoriously androgynous Libra suddenly out in the cold. Shunned, even ridiculed by other males who may label his artistic tendencies as mere artifice, part and parcel of him not being a real functioning boy. Now being all but ignored by the girls who once fueled his existence, the Libra finds himself at odds. Hmm. Talents become his focus. He means to make a mark with any accomplishment he may display. Interesting. So he feels a need to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, he'll make up with stylistic flair that which he lacks in manly appearance. He is the preeminent intellectual and sophisticate of the Zodiac. He may experience a sense of self-loathing, loathing, if not feeling naturally equipped with... with enviably masculine endowments such as as major muscles or rugged athleticism it also this is one of the few that did not describe the genitalia did not at all not at all so I have a feeling especially when it just said that uh, they are not naturally endowed yeah that uh, they might not be naturally endowed okay all right but yeah this is one of the few where I was like wait what did dick look like and what that, that would, dick like? <laughs> that would also kind of go into at the very beginning, whenever you first started kind of explaining their characteristics, that need to be proficient, to be like, to get really good at something, to kind of make up for whatever lacks they feel that they have with skill. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would kind of fall into place here. Mm-hmm. And now for the body and soul. Uh, he, his, uh, he has naturally animated features, uh, exaggerated expressions, and whimsical style of dress. Uh, eternally youthful and more cute than classically handsome, he can appear almost cartoonish, if not decidedly comical in his pe- appearance. Mm-hmm. He always has a baby face well into older age, which uh, does not describe my brother at all. Mm. Uh, somewhat taller and leaner than other men in his family, does describe my brother. Uh, even though he's slender, not as it will says right here, cherubic. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, his face is round. Again, I'm just going to say la- for the last time, not my brother. <laughs> his face is round, rubbery, and wholly revealed by an extremely high hairline. His locks are curly or wispy, though fine. His slanting, deep-set eyes are encased by fleshy lids. His cheeks may be dimpled. I feel like this is describing everything I know about Oscar Wilde to a T. Yeah. <laughs> or that dude who plays Dumbledore. Michael Gimbon? No, not the old dude who plays Dumbledore. No, not Dumbledore. I'm sorry. Uh, Redman. Oh, yeah. The dude who plays... Uh, In the 70s n- show? N- n- Flemmen? Flamel? Nicholas Nicol- no. Flamel. No, not him. Oh. The guy from that movie. You're going to have to just pick one. The sequel Harry Potter movies. 
Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. That is definitely not Dumbledore or <laughs> Nicholas Flamel, but okay. Yeah, he plays the majestic beasts and how to discover their paths. That's that's the one. I legitimately can't think of his name. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne, he's Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander. There you go. I knew he had a dumb name. Yes, I passed the test. His name is Lizard McSalamander Boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Is he a Libra? I don't know, but it, this reminds me much of him, where it's like, ooh, wispy little hair. And yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm very effeminate. <laughs> Is he? Newt Scamander? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the 20s. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. His mouth, a rather tiny horizontal slit that curls down at the edges into a slight frown, Topped by a furled, aptly coined Cupid's bow of an upper lip, leading him to an expression like that of a baby posed on the brink of a cry. They I literally mean, Googled, the, the writers literally Googled a picture of Oscar Wilde and described him. I know, and Eddie Redmayne always looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> okay. Look at him. <laughs> Doesn't he look like the little cry booby? <laughs> Maybe. He plays some tough characters. He's got depth. Scamander's okay? not tough. He's got depth. He's strong, but in a different kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> he's not afraid to show his feelings. There we go. That's it. He's he's in touch with his animal side. His Libra. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, go ahead. He is a master of wordplay, innuendo, irony, and double entendre. Double entendre. Though it may take others a moment to fully grasp the gist of his economic commentary. He's got thoughts on numbers. Okay. No, I, I don't think he does. Oh, okay. I think that's just using economic in a weird way. I think it's just like he, when he does his wordplay, it's, well, it does say like it, he's r rather quiet. And when he does chime in, it'll be something with something very clever that no one else is thinking of. And so everyone will just like look at him weird for a second and be like, oh, shit, that's real funny. Yeah, it's calculated. OK, they should have used that word instead. Economic. <laughs> Listen, they went through the source to come up with half of these sentences. It is very obvious. <laughs> All right. Uh, often, more nearly pretty than handsome, again, uh, Libra has a rounded musculature that only contributes to his QP doll appearance. QP dolls, yeah. Don't know what that is. It's it's like the predecessor to the uh, Cabbage Patch doll. Why wouldn't they just say Cabbage Patch? Because these are old people that wrote this book. This book came out in 2004 or some shit. <laughs> Cabbage Patch was 20 or 30 years before that. And Cupid doll was before that. He's less hairy than other men in his family. Uh, and what body fuzz he does have will be downy, soft, and lightly hued. He's also rather flexible. He can suck his own dick. <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> but I imagine. Being a Libra man. <laughs> uh, Libra, Libra often has a hard time being taken seriously. Uh, he has a signature lack of a beard. Libra is a masculine polarity sign. He projects plenty of male aggression, albeit on the cerebral and verbal level, that many men find confrontational, especially coming from so floppy 
a Muppet. A floppy Muppet. It does describe him as a Muppet <laughs> a few times. <laughs> now, I would say that is not... Um, shit, what was the other writer that you mentioned? T.S. Eliot. F. No. Scott Fitzgerald. No. Ooh, that describes F. Scott It does describe F. Scott Fitzgerald. He is a floppy Muppet. But um, before Arthur that... Arthur Miller. Faulkner. Yeah, Faulkner. That does not really describe Faulkner. Or Arthur Miller, in a sense. But that's okay. I mean, they have some facial hair and whatever. I did like this. Because uh, uh, I, I do like to combat on the cerebral and verbal level versus the uh, physical. I feel like there's a little bit of a... I've gotten in quite a few near physical alterations because I've, I've made fun of someone so much that they, they didn't realize it until much later on. You made a calculated, I mean, economic, economic attack. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Where, where like they just couldn't respond back in any way. And so they were just like, well, you want to fight? I was mm. like, I was joking. <laughs> oh, man. I've got a really good one i got to tell you that I made the other day. But yeah, please continue. <laughs> Libra pushes the envelope, often along whimsical and retro lines in his dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one who... Want, yeah. He's dapper. Yeah. One is whom one imagines himself to be. Appearing false or phony could be, couldn't be further from his mind, because many people see him as a faker. Mm-hmm. That uh, he's putting all this on, and it's not. He's just likes to, like, it's, it's a self-expression. Yeah, yeah. And he does clothes make, maketh the man. Yeah, and he does believe that, like, you know, you dress for the job you want. Essentially, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he likes dressing outwardly to match it, or in hopes that well, mm-hmm. help matches inward or help fixes inward. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Libra may have the most difficulty telling even the tiniest fibs. When endeavoring to do so, he noticeably cannot make eye contact. Mm, He's a bad liar. So am I. But you know how to be the best liar? Convince everyone you're a bad liar. Make sure everyone knows that you're a bad liar. Mm -hmm. And then when you really need to lie, like really need to lie, that's when you pull out the big lie. That's it. Otherwise, you know, you, you know, make it look like you're a bad liar. Tell a little little white lie that you get caught in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're always playing the mind games. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other side of the Gemini token for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that sounds very Gemini- Geminian. <laughs> it's like you may want to be a Libra, but your inner Gemini is yeah. kind of sneaking out on you. Okay. The whole Gemini like. Uh, it's me against the world or the whole Gemini. It's us against the world, baby. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feel in, in his relationships. Like that spoke to my heart. <laughs> 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 uh, Libra is his own greatest living masterpiece. He doesn't so much as throw clothes on as he does art to direct his day. Mm. His hairstyle is often as edgy as his fashion. It does not describe his penis, but this is where it would be because this is the last paragraph of the section. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't describe his penis. I want to know what his dick looked like. And I'm sure we can Google this. Is it long enough for his flexibility to help him suck it? I mean... That's all I'm looking for in each of these characters. (laughs) Can they eat themselves out slash suck their own dick? Yeah. That's, That's the true... 
goal of the zodiac, yeah. the kinky zodiac. All right, what can the the stars you were born under tell us about your ability to suck your own dick? There we go. <laughs> Give yourself dome. <laughs> so what that is? You ever heard that term? I have never heard that term. Got dome? Yeah, it's a it's a term for a blowjob. Maybe it's not a PC term, but I don't know. It's a funny term. It sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, and then section sexuality is the next section and the final section. Okay. Well, not the final section because we have the cup lanes. But uh, when Libra hits adolescence and sexuality enters the picture, he feels unable to compete, especially physically, with the muscle heads who are attracting girls' attentions. Having enjoyed lavish female companionship in his youth, he may suddenly find himself downgraded to the position of friend. Oh, the friend zone. Boom, boom, boom. Which I would argue is not a thing, but continue. It's not. It's not a thing. You can always work your way out and work your way in. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. A <laughs> uh, mini Libra boy will sexually experiment with other males, often on the instigation of an older boy who, who senses Libra's innate exploratory nature. Oh, okay. Test the waters. Mm. Uh, Libras of both sexes support the argument that all people are inherently bisexual. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I go with that Myers-Briggs version of... What did... No. What's that scale? Kinsey scale. Kinsey scale. Myers-Briggs Kinsey scale. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think the Kinsey scale has more merit. Yeah. In general, he is far too intellectually enlightened to judge others based on race, creed, color, or sexual orientation. Good for you. So he's egalitarian even in his own yeah. preferences. He did say he's extremely liberal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lieber believes it is his free-thinking mind that offers him the best chance of impressing others, especially the women who appeal to his discriminating taste. I agree with that sentence so much. I think you should read it again. Lieber believes it is his free-thinking mind that offers him the best chance of impressing others, especially the women who appeal to his discriminating taste. But it said he's egalitarian, so he's discriminating. You said he's egalitarian. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I was, I was projecting. And it's not discriminating as in he's discriminating against people. Yeah, but just selective in the women that he likes. Yeah. That makes sense. Everybody is. Uh, he commits to his nurturing urbane qualities in hopes of scoring points with such ladies who look to swim in so culturally sophisticated a pool. Sadly, Libra is often rather unlucky in love. Mm. One so witty and charming surely makes an entertaining date, but is not readily considered, quote, marriage material. Darn. Fun to go to dinner with. He's too small. But... Need a dum-dum. Yeah. He's poised, polished, princely, even poised, polished, princely, even as if fresh from some finishing school of his own imagining. But why, women may wonder, does he make such a fuss about himself? Hmm. Betterment becomes makes him come off as pompous. I'm sure. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, I guess uh, betterment becomes the most striking through line in any Libra man's life. I agree with this so much. You should always be seeking to better yourself. Yes. He teaches that we don't necessarily accept, that we don't need to necessarily accept the situation into which we were born. 
the station into which we are born. Uh, on the flip side is that Lieber is hard-pressed ever to feel satisfied with himself or with his accomplishments. Right. Never, never good enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Lieber's notoriously freelance artsy approach to life doesn't much impress the legions of women looking for security in a mate. It will require a woman with some foresight and a boatload of confidence to join with the Libra dandy. The faith that such a steady mate might invest in him, something he's unaccustomed to, would ironically work like a charm in helping Libra to profit from one of his many creative concepts. For better or worse, Libra sees uh, those he, he loves in their best possible light. Hmm. Which is... What you were mentioning earlier is that, right. you know, he's uh, always optimistic and that can be hard to be around. Well, <sighs> it's about to be hard to be around because he always sees you at your best mm -hmm. and it's hard to live up to those standards when someone's always, always constantly seeing you as perfect. Well, especially whenever, if you have doubts about your own self and then you're looking at, you know, possible mates and putting them on this perfection pedestal. That makes it really hard to feel like you stack up or are worthy of, of their affections. Oh, he doesn't feel like he's unworthy. Oh, But okay. it's more like from the other side, it's like, this person always sees me as being perfect. Mm -hmm. it's, so, it's hard to, like, mm -hmm. keep living up to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, while being seen through the eyes of the rosy Libran lens may be inspiring, it can also be a window into one's own deficiencies. Then you also start seeing the deficiencies pop out more and more. Right. Uh, Libra is drawn to statuesque, if not monumental, women of classical beauty. Those who are, in his estimation, perfect works of art. Ooh, okay. Oh, Roger Moore, Jason Alexander, Mickey Rooney, <laughs> Johnny Carson, Ed Sullivan. There's a lot. Gandhi, Jimmy Carter. The list goes on. Yeah. Ray Charles. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot of people. Jeff Goldblum. Hugh Jackman. Lee Schreiber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Libra's love and appreciation are capable of having a profound transformative effect on the would-be partner. Looking into his admiring gaze, a woman will see herself as a simulacrum of the superior expectations he heaps upon her, thus systematically beginning to see herself in the same light. He doesn't seek to foster dependency. On the contrary, he wants those he loves to feel both free and accomplished, such that they may need no more from him or anyone else than to simply love and be loved. There's something very poetic about yeah. that, but yes. It's very nice. Yes. Of course, the glut of goodness and light with which Re Libra barricades himself only casts a more ominous shadow in his life and in his psyche. Indeed, this guy exude. This guy, eh, what? Indeed, for all this guy exudes, he represses at least that much disappointment. Wow. Okay. In so himself. for all the all the flamboyance, all the you know, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of outward projection. Really, there's just that much depth going the other way. Yeah, it kind of is okay. a put upon, like him wearing all that stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a way to hide. Yeah. You're just gonna think I'm awesome because I look awesome. Don't look and at my don't look at my baby dick. Yeah. 
I'm not as flexible as I think I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, what Libra wrestles with most in life are his conflicting needs for freedom and commitment. Marriage and divorce are both seventh house attributes. He often projects blame for this quandary onto a loved one when he's feeling stifled by too close for comfort circumstances. Mm -hmm. Sex for him must be, in a word, beautiful. The mood must be just so perfect, preferably... It must, the mood must be just so... Preferably a cool blue haze akin to his sign-ruled twilight, as his vision of lovemaking is rather lyrical. No fumbling or false starts, but rather a slow, erratic journey, with lots of crescendos and a sweeping, successful finish that should never leave him or his partner wanting. Cute guy, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Libra... <laughs> this sounds like an erotic novel, or a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, they're the same thing. Libra may be, quote... Too in his head about performance. He indulges in lavish foreplay, determined to gratify a woman early on, if only as a preventative measure, daunted by the prospect of not delivering a big bang during intercourse. Mm. Sorry, your romance novel dropped off the cliff on that last one. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of different categories, and if you succeed in the majority of them flop and others it's all right you still pass <laughs> venus is far more erotic than he is explicitly carnal he is a master of the soft touch barely tracing his fingers over a woman's body allowing her anticipation to play a part in arousal he is the most sexually intuitive of men seeming to function on the astral plane moving his hands over a woman as if casting a physical spell uh, sorry, a psychic spell of excitement, seeking to stimulate her aura as much to act as much as her actual body parts. He wants a, lo a lover to writhe in great expectation before he so much as licks a nipple. Ooh, so he's got the head game. He's got the aura game. He's got all kinds of like. Uh, he's he's gonna shoot kind of wide on this make sure it's not like a like a detailed focus on like all right get the peen and the and the, and the yeah. vag it's like oh no we're gonna stimulate all her senses i like it maybe his downstairs head game isn't strong that's okay a particular specialty of this cunning linguist is the art of the oral his style is slow and steady Deep stimulation mixed with an unexpectedly quick and breezy touches, leaving plenty of space between applications of his creative tongue lashings. Hot. But if a woman is looking for a real good rogering, Lieber's not the man for the job. Even when generously endowed. <laughs> even when he is. He's a floppy muppet. He's bound to equally share in the experience of lovemaking rather than taking the lead and giving a, the, a woman the proverbial lay of her life. If the Libra is going to suffer from any snafus in the bedroom, premature ejaculation would probably top the list. Luckily, what the Zodiac's perfectionist may lack in staying power, he makes up for in prevention, if not repeated, sexual performances. Well, that's good. So we don't get an idea of what the junk looks like. Not at all. But we know a lot about the rest of the bits. Yeah. It That's even good. says, even when generously endowed, as in like, 
Yeah. We're not going to describe his junk like we did for everyone else. Maybe yeah. he's genetically endowed. Maybe he's not. Who knows? Libra considers the pleasures of his partner in tandem with his own and is actually so sympathetic to her or him that he makes sure she climaxes first or solely. Wow. And not Sully, the captain of the pi- of the plane. Wow. Definitely a we not me kind of attitude towards sex. Uh, well, it does say that like as the proverbial like scale mm-hmm. that uh, he actually tends to give more than uh, he accepts. Like if he, it does say, for example, if he's going to give you half a sandwich, mm-hmm. he will give you the bigger half every time. Oh, okay. And that applies to sex yeah, too. Just for fear of being like seen as selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, classy strippers, phone sex, autoeroticism, as well as elaborate mind games of domination and submission and voyeuristic fantasies are Libran domains. Wow. So that's the, that's the Gemini head game kind of element there too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like sex foreplay taking place mentally long before there's a lot of physical things. Uh, group sex too benefits his we attitude. I'm not talking about the size of his package. Mm-hmm. It's not we. <laughs> uh, if we are, if ever involved in such a scenario, Libra will typically take on the role of fly on the wall. He's a sexual dabbler who believes that one should try everything at least twice. He rarely becomes physiologically or emotionally invested. Psychologically. I have said that three different ways wrong psychologically or emotionally invested and is uncommonly able to exit most sexual scenarios unscathed. Hmm. He's particularly aroused by being used as an inanimate object, a sexual tool for a woman's pleasure. Nothing gives Libra a larger hard-on than a woman who can't get enough of him, hungrily using his phallus every which way for her own masturbatory pleasure. Okay, so there's that Hey, this is also um, along the same lines as Taurus, right? Like, I'm just going to lay back, do what you want to me, but I'm going to just kind of... It's a different kind of yeah, mood. Yeah. It's a, it's a use me how you want, mm-hmm. not get on and ride and get this over with. I'm trying yeah. to get off. <laughs> yeah. uh, Libra is, po- is prone to liking threesomes of either the female, male, female, or the male, female, male variety. Having a a bisexual female partner is an especially thrilling possibility to the Libra, as the possibilities seem endless. With two women, he may prefer to uh, all but be ignored, left to kick back and observe the action. Hmm. He also enjoys being in bed with a straight couple, though typically under the guise of sharing, quote, with a buddy, any same-sex contact seemingly accidental. Ooh, okay. As if Libra's paradoxical nature wasn't confusing enough, he's at once attracted to the straightest of men and the most ambiguous of women. Interesting. Mm-hmm. As liberated and sexually ambidextrous as Libra might be, his primary goal will always be unity with one individual. What he truly longs for is love. Aww. what's that preacher from that movie 
Moulin Rouge. Princess Bride. Oh, love. Oh, marriage. My way. <laughs> love, true love. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> uh, you know the thing about remaking that movie? And everyone's against it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's who do timeless. we need to shoot to make sure that that doesn't happen? Yeah, it's an absolutely timeless movie. It never needs to be remade. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, moving on to the uh, gay. Yes. Libra. Whereas the scales guy is more likely than most to experience a homosexual encounter, he is one, ironically, of the least likely to self-identify as gay. In a nod to his seventh house of opposites, Lieber finds it difficult to merge emotionally with someone of the same sex. Huh, that's, I would not have guessed that. Nope, neither would I. The gay man of the sign takes, but the gay man of the sign, uh, when they do mm-hmm. uh, identify, uh, takes his open sexual policy, policy and relationships that much further. Of all gay men, Lieber is perhaps the least naturally inclined toward steady relationships. His attraction to straight acting, appearing, and indeed identified men finds himself hooking up with the most barely bisexual characters, quote, closet cases, with whom he shares a homoerotic rather than strictly homosexual approach to same-sex contact. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that actually means, homoerotic versus homosexual, like... I feel like there's a lot more of the seduction. I think homosexual is more of a uh, relationship, like falling yeah. in love kind of yes. thing. Homoerotic yeah. is, uh, yeah, just fucking. Yeah, just there's just the bang, banging. Yeah. All right. Uh, many Libra's first gay experiences are with older, supposedly straight, and invariably married men. Hmm. Libra has a way of making almost any guy consider a walk on the wild side. Libra can be quite the little male Lolita, precociously provoking whatever submerged gay fantasy another man might possess. Libra's soft, childlike looks tend to attract a more dominantly inclined man, and though Libra is always open to exploring his receptive side, he will, as the Zodiac's compensator, eventually seek to balance by taking an aggressive position in bed. Ooh, a need okay. for order and control prohibits Libra from ever being the consummate submissive. So he might be a little bit of a brat. Maybe. Interesting. Okay. He is orally adept, though perhaps not especially talented in the deep thirding department. 69 is standard sexual fare for the scales guy. Again, all things being equal. Mm-hmm. Lots of balance in that one. In cases where he has dragged his partner out of the closet, Libra f- thrills in shaking up the stodgier dinner parties and business gatherings to which his mate might invite him. Artists, he believes, were put on the earth to provoke, and Libra feels duty-bound to capsize conformist codes of behavior. Yes, challenge those, those constructions. Despite all this, he typically ends up as the life of the party and everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in spite of all of it. Ooh. Libra may, from time to time, hope to lure a third party into the bedroom, willing to give his lover an eyeful of his interaction with such a lucky stranger. Hmm. And? Food for thought. Yeah. That is uh, the Libra male. We can now move on after this short break. 
to the to the straight, couplings to the turn-ons and the couplings. Yeah. So let's take a short break, and we're back from our break. So I guess I'm gonna read the turn-ons. Yes, you usually do the turn-ons, and then I get to do the really awesome. I think it's like, like every other one you do the turn-ons, and I. It's fine. I'll read it. I'm fine reading it. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, so for uh, back to the Libra male, okay. uh, we are going to be talking about their turn-ons and then talking about their couplings. Uh, first up is the straight turn-ons. Okay. Uh, dominant women, tall women, classic beauty, models, active worship, long straight hair, alabaster skin, Kissing and licking. Cleavage. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Cunnilingus. Vanilla. Hmm. Ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Voyeurism. Female masturbation. Passive light bondage. Girl on top. Side entry. Licking, blowing, and biting. Active nipple play. Male, male, female threesomes. Couples. Private clubs. Erotica. Passive nipple play. And sensual touching. A rather vanilla list. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the voyeurism thing, I feel like popped up lots of times as we were reading through the descriptions. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting to see if that shows up. I was waiting for it to say like, not into voyeurism that I've been like, what? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I was waiting for it to kind of contradict itself because sometimes it does, but that's good. All the time it does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gay turn-ons, younger males, straight married men, models, pretty boys, long hair, Scandinavians, mutual J.O. jacking off, Mm -hmm. body contact, gymnasts, and swimmers, surfers, and skaters, which those two, I mean, come on, surfers and skaters, those two are typically at war with each other. <laughs> it's like Bloods and Crips. <laughs> oh my God. But they're both usually fairly athletic. Yeah. Was, In a live, I know, I was, jo- way. I was joking. Okay. All right. Uh, marble skin. Again, alabaster skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, bisexuality, threesomes, artists and landscapers. Active nipple play. Low hangers. Like, What's wrong like, with hangers? Like their balls are down by their knees? Is that it? Is that what that means? I'm sh- no yes. more... This one just says no more wire hangers. <laughs> Mommy dearest. There. Uh, voyeurism. Passive analingus. Passive light B&D. Hairy treasure trails. Hot the the ye old landing strip. I just don't like that description. <laughs> <laughs> Spas, saunas, and steam rooms. Okay, bon vivantism. Mm. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. Living the good life. No. Well, that's a turn-on for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll live the good life. Yeah. Soccer kids and players. Ooh. Ooh, this is a British book. (gasps) 
A kit. People don't call that shit kits in America. Yeah. Call that uniform. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. This is the last episode we're doing of this book. <laughs> <laughs> and then active oral. Even though they can't do a uh, uh, deep, deep, deep throating. Interesting. All right. Now on to the couplings, <clears throat> which should be very interesting because I'm interested to see if they go along with Aries or if they don't go along with Aries. Aries is probably a little on the strong side for them, but we'll see. All right. Also, because I'm an Aries, I'm just curious about myself. <laughs> I'm a me, not we. Oh, yeah. I'm always interested <laughs> in how the couplings pair up with Gemini male. Okay. All right. Um, this should be good. All right. Uh, with the um, straight couplings, the first is the Aries woman. Um, allies from the outset, they share a need for sexual freedom and intellectual expression. As a couple believing themselves an exclusive elite, they have cachet and others buy into the perception. In bed, she's the aggressor. I think it's just pronounced cash. Oh, C-A-C-H-E-T. Yeah. T? T. Cachet. I've never seen it spelt that way. I'm not sure, but anyways. Attache? Yeah, she's the aggressor. That's not surprising. Um, yeah, it's not. Um, the Taurus woman. They take time to warm up, but then it's hot. Each invests much energy into the other's emotional health. In artistic pursuits, the partnership is peerless. Sexually, imaginations are stimulated. Role-playing is one ritual. Hmm, okay. All right. So once they get kind of the ball rolling, it's it's good stuff. With the Gemini woman, where she goes, he'll follow. Libra is positively passive when compared with the enterprising Gemini. They have something to prove. Success is the consequence. Sex is comfortably secondary in their nonstop lifestyle. How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? Um, I don't know, Flea. How do you <laughs> afford your rock and roll lifestyle? <laughs> I'm still flabbergasted. You I'm don't sorry. Know who I'm sorry. He was in Back to the Future, I'm for God's sake. I'm such an uncultured swine. I apologize. Okay. Um, with the Cancer Woman, openness is this pair's ongoing theme. Sexuality is a liberal subject for Libra. Shocking. No. <laughs> Sexuality is a liberal subject for Libra, giving cancer license to color outside the lines. Their erotic repertoire will always be original. Bisexual scenarios are stimulating. Hmm. Hmm. All right. With the Leo woman, flattery gets them everywhere. Validation is the basis of their jovial, jovial bond. Um, he learns to compromise. Her energy is infectious. In bed, Leo wears the pants, but Libra's content to play passive. Hmm. But the Virgo woman, fast friends, but they struggle to reach relationship status. Both can be spoiled. What starts out as liberal may turn into taking liberties. With effort, they fix it. Sexually, she wants to be swept away, but he won't work that hard. Bum, bum, bum. Sounds like he's friends with all of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of it kind of gave it fits that. his yeah it fits his mm -hmm. whole personality. <clears throat> 
All right, the Libra man and the Libra woman. They're more aligned than most same sign couples. A shared aesthetic is the centerpiece of their clicky companionship. Scales of both sexes push the envelope of experience. Sexually, they're edgy and experimental. Hmm. This is one of the few that we've seen that uh, pairs well with itself. That's in, yeah. Usually, usually they pair like all right with themselves. Like, it's like, eh, it'll do in a pinch. Yeah, yeah. All right. With the Scorpio woman, she seems a self-sufficient sort. His aristocratic bearing is intriguing. Both are drawn to a grand lifestyle. They're happiest in the company of friends. Sex easily swings from precocious. I'm sorry, precocious. Precious to perverse. <laughs> what a precocious little scamp. Yeah. Such a strange thing. All right. With the Sagittarius woman, his intellectual assets combined with her commercial capabilities create a powerful, profound partnership. He is her muse. This pair proves it's possible to have it all. Sexually, they're into other couples. Oh, well, that's not awesome. A little swinging, swinging. Swinging a mish. Yeah. All right. With the Capricorn woman, a contradiction, a harrowing emotional seesaw, a transcendent experience. Those things don't go together. <laughs> a need for social status masks insecurities. Success seems a way to overcome the past. In bed, there's baggage. But with time, the load is lightened. I think... I think the reason they go kind of well together mm -hmm. is because she uses the scales as a seesaw. That's it. That's what she's doing. Yeah. She's riding that ship all over the place. All right. With the Aquarius woman, uh, they're defined by inventiveness and upheaval. Some say they're strange, abstract thinkers. They share a mental affinity. Each impacts the other's state of mind. Enthusiasm turns to zealotry. In bed, there are no hang-ups. So none of those low hangers. Mm. <laughs> They're all hung up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah. That was low-hanging fruit. That was low-hanging fruit. You were very right. And finally, with the Pisces woman, a wispy wayfish pair predisposed to emotional sensitivity. They may drift into adverse behaviors prone to hypochondria and procrastination. A profound connection produces works of art. Sex is a way to escape. Yeah, very emotional pair. That would be a, a, a unique coupling. All right, and now for the gay couplings, um, the uh, Libra man and the Aries man. This should be interesting. Aries and Libra make an impressive package, and they know it. Vanity is their defining feature. Life together is structured, but the scales struggles to stay on the straight and narrow. Aries likes a little leather on his Libra. Hmm. What? But the scales is going to stray. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. Uh, with the Taurus man, Taurus is Libra's homoerotic ideal. Beyond the physical, they share an appreciation of the finer things. Socializing is an art form. Food and drink are copiously consumed. They'll dote on each other, and sex is an intense exploration. With the Gemini man, they should agree to disagree. 
But a strong attraction exists. It's like going to bed with a best friend. Lively arguments lead to heated reconciliation sex. For both, fooling around should be fun and frisky. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. With the Cancer Man, Cancer is milk toast to the left of center Libra. But the scales guy is famous for making exceptions, especially if sex is on the offing, is in the offing. <clears throat> Cancer acclimates to a spot of scandal in his otherwise spotless existence. Cancer sounds boring. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of does. Just a little. All right, with the Leo man, the ideological differences are a hindrance here. Leo's dogmatic Libra, Libra, Libra. Well, that's because Leo is like the super conservative yeah. type. Yeah. And Libra's like liberal. Liberal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Leo's dogmatic, Libra's liberal. Still, a little lively debate sim- stimulates. Sexually, it's simpler. Libra takes the lead, persistently inciting Leo's deeper desires. So that's kind of interesting to see Leo kind of taking the backseat to this and letting Libra kind of take the lead. But I guess sometimes what's outside of the bedroom is reversed in the bedroom. So there's that. But the Virgo man, as they boost each other's bon vivantism, escapades easily turn excessive. Outsiders might say they're bitchy, exclusive. They make memorable moments. Sex is less about decadence and more about devotion. Hmm. Uh, the Libra man on Libra man. Dente. Detent. I don't know enough French for this. Detente? Sure. Is the overriding dynamic and a double scales association. Hoping to avoid conflict, they choose quick reconciliation. Detachment is deemed easier than seriously dealing. Sexual communication, too, may be a struggle. With the Scorpio man, Scorpio is suspicious. Libra seems to be uh, too good to be true. Here, the scales guy endures Scorpio's sadistic streak, but not for long. Sex is a struggle for power. Libra usually loses. He oh. might seek a less intimidating lover. Hmm. Um, Sagittarius, man. Together they strike creative gold, having explored the limits of expression, often with dazzling results. In bed, Libra is a minion under a powerful Sagittarian spell. A need for adventure may mean messing with group scenes. But which minion? See Bob? <laughs> Kevin? I don't know. One of the other ones? I don't know. I don't Bob, know. Kevin, what's that? Banana. I don't know. Banana. <laughs> it means he wants to give a blowjob. Ah. Banana. Ah, okay. Um, with the Capricorn man, the scales is like a gust. <laughs> Not a breath of fresh air, a gust of fresh air. I'm telling you, life. they just use a thesaurus. Yeah, yeah. Socially, they're absolutely matched. They may even dress alike. Sexually, there's intrigue. Libra is especially fascinated by Cap's fit and firm physique. Mm. Hot. Um... The Aquarius man. Libra is in the market for a soulmate when he meets the water bearer, bombarding him with a detailed life history. An abiding friendship ensues, one that may not withstand the complexities of deeper commitment. Wah, 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 wah. All right. 
Um, and last but not least, the Pisces man. As a couple, they're complex. Pisces is unpredictable. Again, very emotionally ruled. Libra is easily thrown off balance. To boot, both have both boast a love of the high life. Who's holding down the home front? <gasps> they both like Miller? <laughs> I guess. The Champagne of beer? The Champagne of beer. There you go. Who is holding down the home front? At the first sign of trouble, they take to the sheets. If you can't fight it out in the bedroom, where can you fight it out? Well, there's that. And that is all the couplings for the Libra male. Enough of this arguing. Let's get to wrestling. Yeah. You want to fight about this? You want to fight this? We'll take off your clothes. It's the best way to fight, really. Put that dick out. Yeah. Get that dick out. (laughs) Let me see that dick. Oh, my goodness. Well, fantastic. Libra, let me see that dick. You didn't describe it. Yeah. If you're a Libra and you have a giant the only, dick, yeah, defend the only, yourself. The only thing I care about in these episodes is the genitals. <laughs> yeah, it was. It felt a little strange to not have like a description because usually they're like, their balls are hairy and the, the short shaft or yeah. I don't know. And, and we had another sign that was just like... They like boring sex, so we're not going to say anything. Yeah. They like vanilla. They like the girl being on top, and sometimes they like a little bit of domination (laughs) fantasy. like your voice right now. <laughs> all right. It's so boring. Cox, all get I, your shit together. Yeah, we want to know. All I care about is the fucking and the genitals. Tell us about that, that bean. All right. Give, give the people what they want. And somehow that wraps up episode, what, 104? Jeez. It's we've been at this something. for a minute. 103? 4? 5? 6? Pretty sure this two is 4. 200? 2. We're gonna just going to jump. <laughs> We're going to jump all the way to episode 200 now. No. It's um, episode 10. 10,000. If you have thoughts on this or you have some feedback or some questions for us, you should hit us up on Twitter. Dude, our Twitter is awesome. We are constantly getting new subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, um, and by the way, on Twitter, you can find us at Kinkcast Podcast. Um, or if you're more the Instagram type, you can find our fantastic Instagram that is run by a very proud Mary. Um, and that's at Kinkcast. Not Kinkcast Podcast, just at Kinkcast. There's some very salacious pictures on there. I'm a fan. I am too. I was very surprised about what was being posted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, this is really, I mean, what, what we do here for, for the ears is done for the eyes on the Instagram. (laughs) I will. Yeah. Cause I was like, I wouldn't, I, if I was running that, it would be very tame. But then again, it's me. Like, what am I going to take pictures of? (laughs) Y'all want to see an otter? (laughs) Except not because I'm not gay. So... (laughs) You still have the the physique, the physique of, of, of an otter. Of an otter yeah. yeah, so there's that. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, what I was seeing posted, I was like, oh, hello, hello, darling. It's it's fun for the whole family, really. You yeah. should follow it. Uh, um, you can slip into some DMs, and uh, uh, you can also, if you really, really, really want to help the show, you can. Find my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Venmo. 
you can uh, give us a review on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. It helps out the show. It helps other people find it. And tell a friend. Tell someone who's interested in the show. Yeah. Like, or who might be interested in the show. If you know someone who's, like, super kinky, let them, let them know. Or if you know someone who's just, like, curious, yeah. let them know. You can also, that's a good way to, like, kind of get a, a feel for the temperature of a person that you're getting to know. Be like... I was listening to this kind of like kink focused podcast. Have you heard of it? It's called Kinkcast. Yeah. Every... And then if they have, then you know they're cool. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't heard of it, they can become cooler by listening to it. Every first date you go on, that should be the first question. Yeah. Do you listen yeah. to Kinkcast? Yeah. And if the answer is no, you <laughs> take their phone out of their hand, uh, hold their face away like a bully does in all those old movies. Oh, make sure you have really long arms and you're taller than them. Yeah, that helps. Uh, so that they're just like, you know, yeah. windmilling their arms trying to get Flailing. their phone back. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, download like, our podcast. Subscribe. Yeah. And then, uh, and then write a quick review. Yes. Five stars. Yeah. And make sure it says something like, uh, Jeremy says for sure he loves this show. And do it in that tone, too. Yeah. We'll be able to see the tone in the text. Thumbs up. Fantastic. Well, yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you um, on any of our social media or or even in email, if you prefer email. Yeah. So. And email us at, kink, or at uh, uh, kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're still accepting any questions that want to be answered on the show. I would like to answer some questions on the show. So we if like there that. are any, uh, anyone who wants to have a question answered and their name shouted out. We got you. I'll do that. We're picking up what you're putting down in our emails. At kingcastpodcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, we'll see you next week for episode 105. Find my Venmo. (laughs) 